3: Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give it a hug!
4: Texas a is a huge opponent for us, a rivalry game for us, a trophy game for us. The last 10 years, they've won nine of them. We're excited to go down there and play them. They've got a really good team, have a lot of respect for Coach Fisher and his staff. We're really, really excited to go play. Man, I
5: am too. I'm excited to go. I think this is going to be a great game tomorrow night as the Razorbacks take on the Aggies. Glad you're here. It's a Friday. We're going to preview Arkansas and Texas A&M. The Southwest Classic, the first trophy game of the season, kicks off tomorrow night on ESPN. This one, to me, has a bigger feel than really any Southwest Classic game we've had in about 10 years. You know, there have been some games over the years where, i got to be honest, I've not been all that pumped up about the game. Some of the years we weren't very good and they weren't very good either. Some of the years we weren't very good and they were a whole lot better. Still, they managed to be close games. Gotten hosed a couple of times down there. But I think this game just has a feel to it, then maybe some of the others don't. Now, I was told on Wednesday night the word on the street Wednesday night, among those who should know, is that Arkansas had sold about 4,000 more tickets at that time than had Texas A&M. So, it sounds like it might be, at least to an extent, a pro back crowd, provided they've got something to cheer for. Now, Arkansas is prepared for the noise this week. Listen to what Sam Pittman had to say on his coaches' show Wednesday
4: night. We keep going up a little bit more each day and not telling them, you know, and... Uh we have had noise and everybody's got a headache and everything after practice the coaches the kids got the helmets. you know yeah. it's been fantastic i thought we were at a disadvantage i did last year because we couldn't get the noise coming from the right area the way they put it into the indoor and the outdoor we've been indoor all week it's been too hot we're not playing outside i didn't want to waste the kids energy the kids have handled the noise well. I don't think that's going to be a factor in the game.
5: Now, it's not going to be a factor in his mind because they prepared for it. They prepared for it. I'm sure A&M's been preparing for it this week, too. The question is, in the tight moments... You know, in the tight moments, is it going to come into play? Both these teams in a lot of key spots, particularly Arkansas, really, have experienced players. Sometimes if you've been in that stadium, you know, it's configured to where the A&M fans sit on one side and Arkansas fans sit on the other side. Well, in the end zones, you know, they're fans of both teams a lot of times. So. You know, when you move down into that area, is the crowd going to be an issue? It doesn't sound like it's going to be the deciding factor in the ball game. Hey, as we begin today, I want to thank our friends at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They make this possible every day. You've heard me talk about their professionalism. Part of professionalism is world class training. Part of professionalism is being an expert at your business and being a student of your business. And that's what they are at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. These are real estate professionals. These are people that do this all day. This is their only job. They are familiar with the market in a way that someone that doesn't do this every day might not be. When it comes time to sell, they know exactly how to talk you through the process and get you through the process. Same thing if you're on the other side of the table, if you're a buyer. Whichever side of the table you're on, though, when it's time for a real estate transaction, you want a trained professional. You want someone who can get you from the contract to the close. And that's what they're experts at at Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. They've got offices in Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. They've just opened a new office in Branson. You'll see their yellow signs everywhere, and you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. All right, let's talk about keys to the game tomorrow night. I think it's the Arkansas offensive line. The one thing that Arkansas's offensive line has been able to do is get a good push and Allow for a good number of rushing yards through three ball games. They weren't bad against Missouri State. They just put the ball on the ground. In fact, Sam Pittman had the same thing to say about that.
4: I'm so proud of our offensive line. They are such a cohesive group, group of hard workers, great kids. They're linemen. They don't get to come to the catfish hole quite as much, you know, but they get their money's worth but, when they come though, Dad. Well now, sorry about that, Danny. But <laughs> I love our offensive line. I love the whole team, but I love our offensive line and their coach and their play. Playing well. Heck, they played well Saturday. You know, we had 600 yards, but we put the ball on the ground three times.
5: See, I think if Arkansas had avoided those turnovers last week, I mean, think about it. Rocket would have gone in from the one. That's 45 points. They were driving when KJ fumbled it, and they were also on the move when, you know, Knox had the ball slip out of his hands and they picked it off. Just say for the sake of argument, they were able to get another touchdown there. Well, you're up to 52 points at that. Junctures, So, you know, I don't know that there would have been quite as much worry at the end of the ballgame. But they didn't do that. They turned it over three times. And that was a big reason, I thought anyway, why Missouri State was able to stay in the game. With every turnover, their confidence grew. And it was a time when they were able to keep Arkansas off the board. And I thought that was a real key in the ball game. I just believe looking at this game tomorrow night, if Arkansas can avoid turnovers... They're going to continue to move the football. If you look at A&M's first three games, go back to the App State game, and even to a great extent in the Miami game, those teams were able to run the ball on the Aggies. Now, what they've done defensively is they've done a very good job of keeping teams out of the end zone. You know, Miami kicked three field goals, and that to me was the key to the game. If you go back and you watch that, Miami moved the ball, but they had to settle for field goals instead of touchdowns. a and scored 17 points. Miami scores three touchdowns. They win the game. The fact that a and was able to keep them out of the end zone and force them to settle for three is the reason they were able to win that game. They were not great offensively, and I don't know that they're going to be a juggernaut at any point this season offensively. Max Johnson's going to be the starting quarterback. He played at LSU last year. He played at the end of the game when Arkansas beat him in overtime. He was three of six passing. Nussmeyer played most of the ball game, but Johnson came in at the end. You know, LSU scored thirteen points in that game. They didn't exactly set the world on fire offensively. Arkansas didn't either. They won in overtime by a field goal. But my point is, is Johnson's at no point in his collegiate career has he led a juggernaut offense. I don't know, frankly. And I think this is the key for Texas A&M. Can Johnson exploit what is perceived to be the weakness in the Arkansas defense? And that's the secondary. I've got my doubts about whether or not A&M, from a quarterback perspective, is going to be good enough to exploit where Arkansas is apparently weakest on defense. Now, it won't be that way next week when they face Alabama. But this week, I don't know that Max Johnson's going to be able to do that. He might. He might play a game like he's not played before. But so far, he's not given that indication. And I think for A&M to win the ball game, he's going to have to do some things that he's not done in games previously. And frankly, that involves being a more accurate passer in the vertical passing game. Now, if he does that well and Arkansas continues to struggle on the back end, A&M may hit some big plays. But I want you to think about this. Texas A&M's only been in the red zone three times in three games. That's the lowest in all of FBS with the exception of Navy. They're tied with Navy right now for fewest trips into the red zone through three ball games with three total trips. They've scored eight touchdowns in three games. That's the fewest in the SEC. So this is not a great offensive team. If you can score some points, you can win. And I think Arkansas is going to be able to score some points, and that's the reason they'll win this ball game.
2: You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. Let's talk about the recruiting impact on this game.
5: You know, that's one of the reasons that Arkansas wanted so badly to play this game every year in Dallas. From a football recruiting perspective and from a university recruiting perspective. It's no coincidence, I don't think, that Arkansas's enrollment's over 30,000 people right now, and a large portion of those students are from the Dallas area. Arkansas is actively recruited as a university there. But in terms of football recruiting, Texas still produces a lot of prospects. Arkansas still goes down there and gets a whole bunch of them. All those alumni in Dallas help. And Sam Pittman made an interesting point about how winning that game last year and beating Texas last year what effect it had, not only on the recruits, but the recruiters.
4: We became relevant. and We could go in and say, if you're looking at these schools, come look at us. Certainly it helped us, and, and I think it probably helped the coaches more than even the kids we were recruiting, because the coaches could go in there with confidence, because we had won those two games, and the coaches go, well, you know, why not look at us? I think it was a big help for our coaching staff and the confidence for them going out recruiting.
5: You know, for those of us who've been to this game over and over over and over again, we think about going to our favorite restaurant in Dallas, or we think about what it 's going to be like when we get into the stadium, where we want to sit, the the concession stands that we want to go to, in other words, after a while you don 't always think about the effects that a game has. This game still has an effect on recruiting, and when you hear Sam Pittman talk about not only does it affect the players thereafter but the confidence level of his coaching staff. It tells you that this is an important game beyond the trophy and beyond the bragging rights. It also has a lot to do with the future of the program.
1: Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, led headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style,
3: make your first sports bet use our promo code believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit that's believe b l e a v 50 that's believe b l e a v
2: 50 bet online where the game starts you're listening to the gimme the hogs chuck podcast presented by white Curd realtors the griffin company All right, let's take a look at the conference schedule before we go.
5: Auburn and Missouri play an early game tomorrow. They play on ESPN. Missouri has looked horrible during the early part of the season. Auburn's not looked a whole lot better. They're two and one, but non-conference victories have a lot to do with that. Brian Harson took a whipping last week at the hands of Penn State. The wolves are out. The buzzards are circling. I don't know if he loses this ball game if he makes it to Monday. But I think Auburn wins this game. Missouri's going on the road. First time Mizzou has been to Auburn since they joined the SEC. Neither one of these teams is great, but I think Auburn comes away with a win. Tennessee and Florida tomorrow afternoon in Knoxville. Tennessee's 3 and 0, Florida's 2 and 1. I'm not totally sold on either one of them to be real honest with you but I like Tennessee in this ball game I like the Volunteers to move to 4 and 0 on the season nothing really big tomorrow night except for the Razorbacks and the Aggies Alabama gets Vanderbilt we know that's going to be easy Arkansas wins, Bama wins, man, that sets up a showdown next week in Fayetteville. First things first, though, Hogs got to win tomorrow night. It is not going to be easy, but if the Razorbacks can avoid turnovers, if they can continue to run the football the way they have, and if Texas A&M is not able to exploit what's been the Razorback weakness in the secondary, Arkansas is going to come home with their fourth win, and we're going to have a lot of fun next week as we get ready for Alabama. All right, hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the college football as we move through the next couple of days. I also would like you to do this over the course of the weekend. If you have not already downloaded the Hit That Line podcast network, please do so. Not only will you find this podcast, but you'll also find the other podcasts as well. Like us on Facebook. Spread the word. And again, thanks to Weicker Realtors, The Griffin Company, for making all this possible. Clay Henry's going to be with me Monday. We're going to wrap up the weekend. Hope you'll make plans to be with us then. Go, hogs, and have a great weekend.
3: Give me an H. Give me an L. Give me a G. Give me an F. What's that spell? Give me the hogs. Chocolate. <laughs> This podcast has been presented by Bet Online.
2: This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent.
0: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety minded who watch everyone's backs. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You
1: know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.